Alrighty. <laughs> I can All right. Hear your, uh, oh my <laughs> my sips. <laughs> ah, my staple. Hello, my name is Derek, and I like margaritas. <laughs> perfect, perfect. Yeah, perfect. Okay. All right. Yeah, okay. mm-hmm. All right, Derek. Hello, Lindsay. Would you like to um, introduce yourself? Yes. My you? name is Derek Kabiko. I am an aspiring photographer, powerlifter, and the most eligible bachelor. So <laughs> that's me. <laughs> Ooh, ladies, if you're single, definitely don't hit me up. Yeah, but I try to focus on myself. <laughs> Maybe in like ten years, you know. Ten years, ten years is a good, good timeline. <laughs> Alrighty, so, Derek, how did you get into photography? All right, well, photography. You know, I'm not. It's not the most, I guess, typical photography origin story out there. Um, I actually got into photography because I actually wanted to model first. I wanted to up my Instagram game. So I contacted one of my friends to take pictures for me, and he did it as a hobby. And so I guess the first, like, one or two photo shoots that we did, I really got, like, interested into the camera because I thought it was really cool the process of taking photos so you know i started asking questions asking oh how like take me through the process of how you take a picture he showed me you know his camera all the settings and stuff so i was like huh this is very interesting <laughs> and mind you this is also the time i think i believe i just got out of nursing school so mm. i definitely had more free time <laughs> i know you know <laughs> that um so i had kind of more time to explore you know hobbies so i wanted to take photography as a hobby and my parents did have a camera back home that they never used i mean they bought it and they never really used it they only used their iphone so i was like why buy the camera (laughs) if you're not going to use it so yeah Mm -hmm. so i just you know borrowed the camera from my parents and i just started taking photos of it with it i looked on youtube on how to take photos and really taught myself the ins and outs of photography and you know and honestly when it comes to photography looking like in hindsight I've always felt like I was a visual person and -hmm. that's how I think I got into photography so easily because in my childhood in high school middle school I was always always into like visual stuff so movies um video games and even like the video projects that we had in like high school like i would always be the one that would be in charge of it and editing everything like i would be doing the one to be doing the most work but no one really asked me to to do it mm-hmm. yeah and like also video games like that was a big thing in my uh when i was growing up middle school high school i used to play video games like hours on end <laughs> and like i remember like one time um <laughs> there were days where because you know i live in a Filipino household so my mm-hmm. Filipino parents were strict so they literally only wanted me to play like video games on the weekends because they wanted me to focus on my studies Sounds but right. yeah now mm-hmm. video checks. games is life so <laughs> guess what I did I literally woke up like there were times where I woke up like at like 5 a.m before school like and this was the time like my dad already left for work and I played video games because I just <laughs> <laughs> So what a rebel I, damn. Yeah, just by myself too. That's the thing too. I just play video games. And yeah, and then also like movies. 
growing up, I watched a ton of movies. And I think the common things for like these three aspects, like the video projects in high school, video games and movies, I think what like really attracted me to this visual aspects of these um, mediums is the storytelling aspects. Because you're, you know, these video projects, these video games, these movies, they all have one thing in common, it's stories. And I think that's what really attracted me to um, photography um, because it has an ability to tell stories through a camera, through a lens. And it's basically different for each, every photographer because every photographer has a different eye. And yeah. so I think that's what I find unique about photography. You take one, I guess, like one environment and you take 20 different photographers. Each photographer is going to have their own view or vision of like how to take that picture. Yeah. And so, yeah, I mean, that's just how I got into photography. I was really into capturing moments, capturing the beauty in the world and just telling a story through the lens in my eye. Yeah. So interesting, interesting. So would you say that that's like what inspires you about like photography? About being able to kind of capture this moment and then tell a story from it? Yes. Yeah. 100%. Because if you, if you take a look at our lives, essentially our lives are stories. Because in the end, the only people who will remember us are the, are the people like who, talk who knows about us. It. Yeah, we talk about us, so we know our stories. Because I think there's a quote I remember. I don't know who said it, but essentially there are two, there, you have, there are two ways that you die. When you die physically and the last person that remembers your name. That might be a little yeah. like, positive and negative quote at the same time. But um, <laughs> yeah, I mean... Because if your life is essentially a story, how you live your life um, from beginning to end is your whole story. And I think that's there's the beauty to that. And I think that that's what I love about photography and what inspires me to just capture the world around me, the people and their own stories and and the stories that I'm living through my own eyes. And so, yeah, that's what... I really love uh, photography and it inspires me a lot to just get out there, capture people, capture their emotions, capture moments in their lives, and also capture the world that we live in because, you know, one day we're not going to be here. And yeah, sometimes we just need a reminder of what's beautiful and what's um, simple about life. Damn, Derek, that's deep. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. You know, when I got this with me, it, it goes deep. <laughs> um, well, it made me think of two things, right? It made me think of Coco, the movie. Coco, the movie. oh my god, Coco, yeah. That's literally what that like plot story is, right? When the dad, yeah, the, 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 that that old man, the, the you know the skeleton guy, I can't remember his name. Oh but, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, like so, his daughter's the last person who remembers him, right? And then that is that's all. Oh, yeah. I totally forgot about that. You literally just retold. Yeah, the story. I, I did, huh? <laughs> I'm like, okay, well, I didn't expire. No, nah, it's not plagiarism, I promise. I didn't. I totally forgot about that. <laughs> huh. Now nah, they put that. Okay, wow. Yeah. Yeah. And it kind of made me also think of um, this one quote that one of my friends told me. She's like, you know, uh, your life is your message. That it. Um, and she had like told me that she was like, you know, like you telling, you kind of putting your stuff out there is it's just you know like it's your message like it's your message to the world you know and i feel like i think of it this way right that everybody has um a story to tell and i think of it so 
I'm in a program where we talk about like the inequities within society, right? And like the different barriers and like the systems of like oppression that are in place within our sites and our institutions. And um, I'm losing my train of thought. <laughs> I get. Um, what's it called? Um, talking about oppression, society. What was I talking about? My message. Oh yeah. Okay. So there's this like one theorist. Uh, it's called Yoso, and they talk about like community cultural wealth, right? And I, I've noticed, like, you know, within schools, um, we really focus on teaching certain things, right, that are specific to a certain group. And that would be, like, you know, the white, middle, <clears throat> middle class culture, right? When really every person from every culture, every race, you know, they have a story to tell and they have that wealth. And that's something that I feel like should be passed you know, and should be made known. And I think that's one of the reasons why I'm like making this podcast mm-hmm. because I'm here to capture like stories like mm-hmm. yours and experiences of yours because it has so much value. And I feel that a lot of people could take stuff from it, you know, like, and they interpret it in different ways. And wh- one of the things that I've noticed as I've like started advertising my um, mm-hmm. podcast is that people responded to different things in like ways that I hadn't even thought of. Yeah. You know, so I'm like, interesting you know how how that works out yeah and that's like similar to it like how photography works you know how people respond to different things like when it comes to like cameras like we have different lenses so the different lenses that you put on your camera has a different view of that story or that location that environment that subject and it will be viewed differently and that's you know it's very similar to photography telling stories that's what i love about it yeah, that sounds like a YouTube video in the making. Like, <laughs> oh, shoot, let me let me take that note right quick. <laughs> there you go. That's how I can there, blend you know? those two things together. Yeah, yeah. makes me want to go and write about it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. Okay, so you had mentioned earlier, mm-hmm. right, that you had left nursing school. Tell me how that went, especially uh, as a you know person who you know. That is supposed to be stereotypically our um, our calling. Well, I'm still alive, so that's that's one thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, I mean, it was it was difficult, and especially because when you have Filipino parents who really value, I guess your career, they they care you about, they care about you in the sense that they want you to succeed in life. But how my parents grew up grew up differently from how I grew up. Because I guess for them, you know, they don't really put too much emphasis in, like, I guess, like, you know, passions or you know, things like that. They really care about, yes. is this profession going to make me succeed in life? Is this profession going to make me care for my family? Because, you know, families are, or family in general is just a big value, you know, in the Asian community, the society, or also all Asians in general. So yes. they, they just really care about the career that you choose for yourself and you know when i yeah yes, you. you know so when i told them that i don't want to be a nurse anymore and that i guess definitely broke them down a bit because to them obviously to all filipinos nursing is a very highly valued career and when they heard that i'm leaving a highly valued career they're like yo what doing <laughs> you're definitely making a mistake <laughs> in your life um but yes. you know at first it was hard it was probably one of the most difficult conversations that I've had with my parents but you know I'm you get over we all get over it we move on um 
be happy that we're still together. We're we you know we still have our lives. We're still happy, and it just for them it just it just took time for them to come with a realization that I'm not going to be a nurse. I'm going to move on to a career that I choose for myself that I think is going to bring me happiness and fulfillment. And yeah, and I'm here now, uh, choosing other career path than from what I graduated with in college. Nutrition and yeah, so nutrition mm-hmm. was the you know the major I switched into after nursing, and at uh, first you know my parents got um, okay with it. They were okay with it. They really know like what are you gonna do with a nutrition major? You know, I told them you know you know how there's registered nurses, right? You know there's registered yes. dietitians. Dietitians. <laughs> so yeah, so you know, <laughs> like, like, yeah, just like one word off, you know. <laughs> so yeah, there's that, and then you know. I figured out later on during my uh, last semester of college that photography had more of a passion and nutrition. I still have a passion for nutrition, but I'm looking at a career standpoint. What fulfills me the most, what makes me truly happy is photography. Yes, photography is the most harder route uh, to be actually make career out of versus nutrition. I think the risk to ratio reward is better when it comes to photography because one, photography fulfills me and it fulfills me in ways that I can't even like, plan, like versus like nutrition because like I already told you the storytelling aspect is what draw, just drew me into photography. My whole life I was always into storytelling and visuals so it was just it was it it was just the line there's no and yeah i'm here now trying to make photography career slowly very very slowly considering <laughs> everything that's going on in the world right now but you know what was the question again <laughs> did i answer it <laughs> i totally forgot what was the question uh it's like about nursing right Okay. What do you think makes you stand out as a photographer? Ooh, okay. Makes me stand out as a photographer. Well, you better be ready for this answer because it's totally not related to photography. Let me tell you why. Okay. So photography, it's very subjective. It's a very subjective career um, or whatever um, because people look photos differently like i said everyone has different lenses and everyone has different interpretations photography isn't like i for me i don't think it's special it's out of like the water doesn't have the best angles doesn't have sliding in terms of like photography because i treat photography as a business and when as a business you're you yourself me but me and you're the character of that business you know you're the logan you're the face you're the mascot it comes to like photography and what makes me stand out it's my personality and i'm gonna just play into my self-deprecating humor here for a bit <laughs> I was <just> gonna say. <laughs> i'm gonna compare it to my love life like my love life and dating i don't think i'm the most like, attractive person i'm not hot i'm not ugly you know i'm not crim's head <laughs> i'm not chris hemsworth <laughs> I'm also not like the sloth from the Goonies, <laughs> but you know. But what I have going for me though is my personality, and yeah, so that's how I think I can, you know, I guess somewhat succeed in my dating life. But that's also how I view it in my um, photography. I think my personality is something that's 
me very unique and I think I just have the ability to get really to get my subjects really comfortable and you know have them laugh make sure that I am capturing the moments for them that they need to and overall I just want to make sure that they're having a good time and they don't feel awkward or anything and that's how I that's one reason how I, I think my personality is what makes me stand out is because when I actually uh, took a uh, photographed your best friend and her boyfriend. Yeah, Tiffany. And then uh-huh. when I guess it was you that who told me about their feedback, right? Yeah, yeah. You yeah. told me that they felt really comfortable with me. That then they felt that. Yeah. I guess I was. I've been doing this for like a long time, which I haven't. When yeah. I yeah, when natural. I took their photos, I yeah. think it was only my second year in photography, and they were like probably my fifth, sixth. Uh, subjects or clients that I've you know taken photos off, and so when you told me that they felt comfortable and that they were you know laughing and stuff, I, I mean you know, I was like, wow, okay, my photos aren't like fucking amazing. They're not like the level, but <laughs> the fact that they spoke to my personality instead, um, they loved it. So I, that's what I think makes me stand out as a photographer. My personality, like my love life, end scene. yep trying to make parallels (laughs) Um, okay give me like (laughs) an elevator pitch of why someone should hire you ooh an elevator pitch okay how long elevator ride is this like a one two story floor or this is like an empire state building (laughs) probably like a minute maybe like a minute Ha ha. <laughs> He's just talking now. Okay, well. Okay, you should hire me. Not because of how amazing the photos are going to turn out. You're, you should hire me because of the experience that you're going to get. Now, you're paying not for my photos, but you're paying for the experience. You're paying for me. And I think what I can offer you, just amazing photos, but an amazing experience because... I, for one, can speak to my personality. I I know that I have the ability to comfortable enter these mo- these significant moments in your life. And look back at your photos, you can see. I remember this exact moment when this photographer took my photos. I remember the things that I felt, the exact environment around me, the wind that was blowing my hair, the smile that I was, <laughs> you know, putting on my face. That's what... I can offer you. I think you should hire me as a photographer. Boom. Sold. Not bad, Sold. Derek, Not bad. And you can also, I can, I'll, I'll start, uh, Venmo, uh, Cash, App, um, Apple Pay, so, or a credit card. Everything, too. everything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You want to get into mm-hmm. wedding photography, right? Or more, yeah, I say, at first wedding, um, but, you know, as how my photography is like evolving and stuff i think elopements are more for me i I wouldn't say no to um weddings but i think i want to specialize more into um elopements because it's it's definitely more more intimate than uh weddings so i feel like i think that speaks more to my style of photography so yeah elopements were more i want to get into okay do you think that answers why do you want to get into a Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, the whole intimate aspect of it. And when it comes to also elopements, it's different from weddings in the fact that elopements are more like ad- 
or at least the types of elements that I want to shoot are more like adventure based elements where we go to like specific like location. It's a very beautiful scenery. Like for example, there's some like um, elements that I saw that were taken in Yosemite. These were these breathtaking images of just capturing not only the subjects and their love, but also the beauty of the environment around them. And it, it also adds to, you know, that storytelling aspect because for that couple, they really enjoy like hiking, um, just adventuring and just taking adventures around the world. So incorporating the environment like those into their photos is to want to like be a part of. So yeah, the whole intimate aspect and also traveling to different exotic locations really speaks to my style of photography. Where's that? So if you're if you're on Get Local, you better let me know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so as someone going into photography, right, which people would probably say isn't the most stable nope, of jobs. Definitely not. <laughs> you personally keep the faith in what you're doing. Keep the faith. Well, lying to you if I told you that my faith, like, or my my burning passion for photography is like constant. Definitely isn't. There are its highs and there are its lows. Yeah, oh, love it's, it. yeah, it's it is. Real. I mean, uh-huh. to be frank, as photography, if you're trying to make a career, it's not. It's the. It's like one of the hardest because photography is like an art. It's an artist basically, and you know how like that whole like. I guess stigma when it comes to artists, like they don't, it's hard to make, to make it as a career and to keep that fire burning. It's very, very hard because it's like a bonfire. When you start a bonfire, that's going to be the largest it's going to be. That's where your passion is going to be the the highest. As time goes on, sometimes that fire might color. And that's how it's for me. It's that's how a photographer is like. Sometimes the fire gets smaller, and sometimes you just need to find ways to spark that fire and make it bigger. When I okay, so when I got into photography, I knew that this was going to be a long-term thing. This wasn't something that I'm going to make a career in like one year, two years, maybe even five years. I'm in here for the long term. So knowing that, I was already prepared to know that this was going to be um, a hard journey. And the fact that I already accept that, I already knew. Okay, so I'm already. I already passed step one. Step two is how to how do I keep that motivation, that desire burning? And honestly, I feel like for me, one of the best ways to keep that fire burning is to trace back into what makes the what make what got you to photography in the per- first place. Because when you take photography as a hobby versus a career, it's totally different. When you have it as a hobby, you're doing it purely for fun. You're going to be happy all the time. It's a hobby. But when you transition yeah. that into career, that's when it totally changes. Because not only is it something that you love to do, but it's also something that you have to make a living out of it. That's when you start, you have yeah. to start, you know, that's when it starts turning to a business. And you have to start wondering about money, all the financial aspects and how you're getting clients. It's not, it's not just a hobby anymore. It's totally different. And so you have to trace it back to what made you love photography in the first place. For me, that was storytelling. And for me, that was just capturing the beauty around the world. That's how I started photography. I just went out and just took photos of the environment. Um, I didn't, I didn't start taking photos of subjects, just the world around me. And so when I 
feel mm-hmm. these times where I feel like my photography fire is just burning or just slowly, you know, getting smaller. I go out mm-hmm. and I just take photos of the world around me. You know, some, whenever I have time to, it might not be for like two weeks, maybe not for a month, but when I have time, I'll go out and just take photos of whatever I feel like it. And if there's a story that I can tell with the environment, wherever I'm at, I'll tell it. I keep the, that passion burning. That idea that, yes, you're going to be in here for the long term. So be, prefer- be prepared for that. So that's how... I kind of keep my faith in photography and making it a career for me. How important would you say passion is in the things you choose to do, like in photography or just like in life in general? Passion is a tricky thing because there's a lot of people that unfortunately go through life and never really found their passion. Um, there are, oh, okay, when it comes to passion, would you say that's the same thing as saying you love to do something? Oh. See where they interlap. But they're, I don't they're not they're the same thing, right? The see, thing. that's where I'm. That's where I think I might kind of make a point where, yes, someone might not be able to find the passion in life, but they can still love what they're doing. So it's not really as yeah. So that's when it true. comes to like yeah, yeah, doing things in your life, you don't really need to have a passion for it. But as long as you, you love what you're doing, you're okay because. Let's say, give me give me a job like uh, some, like give me a, a job. Let me see if I can. Dietitian. Okay. So let's say this person who got into who became a registered dietitian loves it, but that's not their main passion. Their main passion is probably like designing stuff, like drawing. Um, know that they choose to be a registered dietitian because it's a better career option for them. They might have a family. So they're going to obviously be a registered dietitian and why pick up, you know, totally like throw away the registered dietitian life, a stable career versus like a career, you know, in design, like not saying that's like, that shouldn't be an option. You can still follow that option, but I totally lost my train of thought. Oh no. So person still loves being a registered dietitian. Their passion is in design, and that's totally okay as long as they're happy that they love what they do, and you know it provides their their needs. It's okay, but the thing is where I kind of veer off on is when if that person doesn't love being a registered dietitian, you should definitely leave that job and pursue your passion because that one hundred percent already is going to make you love what you do. So. When it comes to passion, choosing the things that you want to do in life, it's not the most important thing, but it definitely like helps find the thing that you would love to do. I'm actually, I'm gonna give you this example. Or since I'm already taking photography beyond my love for it, me transitioning photography from a hobby to a career, like I said, it's a totally different thing. Times where my photography career, I didn't like where what I, I'm doing. Not in the, uh, in the sense of taking photos, but in the terms of like contacting clients and you know having co- clients decline you mm-hmm. just because your price was too high. That's why I don't like it. I mean, sometimes that's where like yeah. I'm like, wow, man, this sucks. This sucks. And yeah, that's. But guess what? I still have a passion for it, though. 
And I think, you know, to keep that passion alive, keep that fire burning, you'll be okay. Just, you know, honestly, just when it comes to doing things in life, don't focus about the passion. Just focus on doing the things that you love and fulfill you. I feel like I'm going to end up rewatching this and be like, that over because that's a do lot. you agree? I, I'm gonna. I mean, I'm gonna do, think about in that terms over. of like differentiating passion and love for something. I feel like it's not, I feel like my answer might change, but that's how I kind of feel right now. So mm-hmm. love and passion, right? Okay, so see, I feel like if you then you love it, you inherently mm-hmm. have to love it, but that's something you have to love it. But if you love something. You have to be passionate about it. Mm, See, okay, that's okay. I think it's different, then, right? Because if you love something, I mean, or love, you know, like you don't always mm. have to be passionate about it. And I think, I think about like marriage, right? It's like I don't have to love you. But <laughs> <laughs> I'm passionate about you. <laughs> no, like yeah. you have that love for someone, right? Like, let's say you've been married for like mm. twenty-five years, fifty years, right? You you love someone, but the passion isn't always there, right? Like like you said, like it goes up and down. So I, I do agree. And I do think, no, I think I agree with that. I, I, it's not always just because you love something doesn't mean that. I think you still have to have passion when you love something. But I think the on the spectrum of like where it's varies, at, yeah. it like varies, you know. Mm, yeah. Okay. yeah. Does that make sense? Okay, interesting. Yeah. And what is the definition of passion? Do you know the exact? Google that right what if it has now. Love I'm gonna Google right now. Like, oh well. <laughs> <laughs> like, that totally. That would not different. be good. Yeah, there's. Okay. Well, it says really controllable emotion, state or odd person strong emotion, intense sexual love, intense desire and thing. So yeah, basically it's strong, I guess, emotion feeling. So yeah, it's definitely. It's not always you know the same thing as love, but. In a sense, no, because love in in itself is a very strong emotion too. So, passion, yeah, that's true. Yeah, like you said, they they're yeah they interlap. They interlap. Very very interesting. Okay, as someone working eighty plus hours Ooh, a week, man, right? Oh my god, <laughs> tell me about it, girl. Right, so you're working for like you're working full time. <laughs> more than full time. <laughs> As like mm-hmm. <laughs> as a dietitian, aid, dietitian's yeah. aid, I think it's you, yeah, right? Yeah. Um, and then you're spending like a lot on photography and building your mm-hmm. your business. How do you keep? <laughs> oh, here's the thing, right? I asked, how do you keep that love and passion? So I think it's different, right? For photography alive. Oh. Do you do like fake? Oh, what do you do? You yeah, know, burn, to, out. Like, not burn out. Yeah. That like like I said, like one of the first. This is like my, one of my first steps. Is to like I said again, trace back to what made you love photography in the first place. So, like I said, I already I go out and take photos for my own self. This isn't for my business. This is just for me. So that's one thing. The second thing is also making sure that I just don't focus on photography like a hundred percent. And just sometimes there are those days, those periods where you just have to shift focus from photography and focus on other things that you love to do. And I guess one of those things is. Power, you know, lifting in the gym, powerlifting is one of the ways that helps me reset my mind and just helps me get into the groove of things when I eat. Can you just explain yes. what? It's 
when it comes to like everything, I guess I say fitness is one of my original passions. I mean, it still is, but it was definitely the first thing that I said. Yes. Wow, this is definitely my passion. That was the first thing. Yeah. <laughs> so basically, in terms of like the whole like weightlifting <laughs> gym world, there are like two various sports. Yeah. I guess two main or three main sports: um, bodybuilding, CrossFit, and like powerlifting. There are others, I think. I believe. But those are like the three main ones I know right now. Bodybuilding is basically like your physique. But when it comes to powerlifting, that's how strong you are in terms of like your one rep. Like how, like first your squat, how, how much can you physically squat for just one rep? That's just how powerlifting is. That's the whole, like, I guess, aspect of powerlifting, how strong you are. So yeah, um, powerlifting, lifting yeah. in the gym is one way to help me keep my love and passion for photography because it just helps re- reset my mind. And that brings me into like the whole topic of like self-care because lifting in the gym is one of my forms of self-care. And honestly, mm-hmm. I feel like self-care is one of those things that I feel like more people should do more of because... You know, constantly everyone is on the grind hustle every day. Everyone's at school. They're focused on their job. They're focused on their families. But sometimes they don't have that that time for themselves. And if you don't have time for them for yourself, you are definitely more prone to losing that passion for other aspects of your life. And so, yeah, like lifting is one of my self care. Uh, another self care for me is just like watching film like one of the ways I got into photography so just you know watching movies and also taking what I learned from those movies and trying to apply that to my own photography because there are some things in film where I can kind of learn about different angles different ways to tell a story through through a camera so that's another way I kind of self-care mm-hmm. for me um, and other ways is just to what else I do? Self care, um, other than margaritas, <laughs> I I consider it as a very very low key self care. But yeah, I mean, yeah, very okay. mm-hmm. self care is definitely important in how I keep my love and my passion for photography alive. Yeah, and, uh, photography hundred percent of the time, because that's gonna just drive me insane. Because because like I said before, photography is already in the stage where it's a career and not just a hobby. So I got to treat it as such. Yeah. Self-care. Yes. I'd like to get more into the topic of uh, Ooh, ooh that is my other story. category of focus. <laughs> Perfect segue. So what do you personally feel are areas in your life and personal development that you're trying to work on? When it comes to areas of my life, is it like just anything about my life? Anything. That I'm trying to work on. Well, definitely... Like I said, I already mentioned building my career, and that's photography. So that's already one, probably, that's honestly like probably my main area that I'm focused on right now in terms of my life, because I do have very ambitious goals. I do have also like very, 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 very ambitious goals outside of photography. Because I <laughs> honestly, I feel like I'm, I, I really love the whole business aspect of of um, I guess these careers so I'm a very business oriented guy so 
I have different business ventures that I do want to pursue once I get my photography career settled. So as soon as I get my photography career settled, that's what I'm trying to work to right now. I want to, you know, I guess surpass that and see if I can like make another business venture more successful too. So I have that going for me. Um, in terms of like my whole like personal development, honestly, I'm just trying to create a fulfilled and meaningful life because we're not really here or we're here for a long time, but also that time is very short. The whole grand scheme of things. Yeah. Thanks. Um, and just mm-hmm. honestly just strive to be a better version of myself every single day, whether that be in my photography in powerlifting, my relationships with friends, family, or just, you know, just being a human being. And also in that aspect, learning to truly love myself and be okay with who I am and who I'm striving to be. Yep. No, no, that's okay, <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> <laughs> I've asked you this before. I've asked you again. You know, what do you think is the meaning of life? If I told you, know, I honestly, life. I totally forgot what I, the answer I gave you last time. The meaning of life. <laughs> it's okay. Well, think about it. <laughs> oh yeah, I remember how I kind of like told you about how I kind of view life, um, with the whole like optimistic, nihilistic view of life, where I think that mm-hmm. life in general is like meaningless like once we die we die but giving that fact you get to choose the meaning that you give to your life because once you die and that's it you get to dictate what your life means and what you choose to you know do in your life so i guess whole essence life is just like not to sound corny life is what you make it if you're gonna you know life if you're just gonna like live life, career, a job, make a family, grow old and die, then that's your life. That's the meaning that you set for yourself. But for me, I wanna I don't wanna live an ordinary life. I wanna build businesses, I wanna, you know, make an impact on others and I wanna make sure that I'm in the process of becoming the best of myself and also aspiring or inspiring others to become the best version of themselves. That's the meaning of life for me. So, yeah, in a sense, life is what you make it. Everyone has a different life. So whatever you, whatever meaning that you, that's life. Right. So you said earlier, right, that, um, did you say? Which one, the optimistic, nihilistic view or not? Uh, no, 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 not that one. The, the part where you said, you know, once your life is done. No, you like, you die, you die. Right. Yes, right. But you said earlier too that the people mm-hmm. who remember us pass on our stories, right? That mm-hmm. keeps us alive in a way, right? But our lives, you know, it varies in a very like different subjective way, right? So, do you still think that? Uh, how how would you like respond, like? those two different things because like yes i understand like mm-hmm. you die and then life like well, yeah like you like die and life is kind of meaningless but then also but the people who who keep you alive you're not 
it's like it's like you haven't you've mm-hmm. lived on in some way in some aspect so wait what what question are you trying to get at or like we're trying to like differentiate between these two things are you saying yes would you say then that there's a, like would you say then that life isn't as meaningless that if people are passing on you know these well, stories of you so when i say life is meaningless i i kind of mean just like your whole consciousness like what you think whatever goes on here that that's gone like it, there's yeah. no afterlife in my opinion there's no like you don't your well, your consciousness your soul doesn't go to heaven hell or whatever you believe in that's my opinion it dies it it ends but your story still lives on the people who remember you that's not meaningless but in terms of like your whole consciousness like what you you've done what you've done in life your life the things the wrong things that you've done the good things that you've done the bad that inherently just like you know goes away because yeah and that's oh shit now you're making me <laughs> realize this but yeah i mean like your your consciousness goes away it just doesn't live on but yeah i'm saying your story does whether you've done good whether you've done bad stuff your name your story lives on that isn't meaningless so that's why i'm yeah. i'm trying to say like for me that's why i'm trying to strive to become the best version of myself and also inspire others because i know that once i die my self-consciousness dies with with me but my name my story lives on and as long as my story is one that inspires other others to become better versions of themselves then i'm gonna be truly happy with what i yeah yeah so on the version of um best versions of oneself what is the best slash oh the best version of Derek Kubiko let me sip on my margarita and give this some time <laughs> alright well <laughs> the answer is here I'm gonna kind of do a cop out on this answer there is no best version of Derek let, let me tell you why okay okay Alrighty. Because, okay, let's say there's a hypothetical, like, best version of myself. Mm-hmm. I reach that. Yep. But tomorrow, there's going to be another aspect in my life where I can always improve no matter how big or how little. You know, as people, we're not perfect. There is no perfect human being. Absolutely. If they say they're perfect, they're full <laughs> shit. So I can't really say that there is a best <laughs> version of me because let's I, let's say there is a best version of me but as soon as i reach that whatever i visualize that best version of me there is tomorrow i'm gonna have you know a new idea of what's the best version so let's for example let's to i guess better visualize this let's take powerlifting for example like you said you know i told you it's like it's just how strong you are for Okay, so let's say today I'm going to go in for deadlifts. I'm going to lift 315 pounds. I've never done it before, never attempted it in my life, but I got it up and got it back down. That was a success. That was my best version of that lift. But one day from now, one month from now, one year, five years from now, I know I can hit something higher. So I'm always going to be striving to be that, to reach that best version of that lift and that's how similar it is to life to this i guess best version of myself but i guess you know just to answer your question more simply 
the best version of me is always striving to be the best version of who I was, I were yesterday. You know, as long as I'm self-aware of what areas of my life that I can improve on, I'm on the right track to become the best version of me. Because honestly, it's not till my deathbed where I can really ask myself that question and say that, did I become the best version of what I could be? That's, I mean, I can't really, so that's why I can't really say that there's the best version of me right now because I'm always striving to be the best version of myself. I don't know what that is. And I think this is reminding me of uh, where I kind of mirrored this idea of this best version of myself from. Um, have you ever seen, I don't know how like much you follow like movies and like actors, but have you seen the Oscar where Matthew McConaughey, do you know who he is? He won the best actor for mm -hmm. uh, Dallas Buyers Club and he gave his speech. I don't know if you watched the Oscars at all. Well, in his speech, mm -hmm. he gave, no. I think in his speech, I'm trying to remember it as best as I can, but um, in his speech, he said there's three things he was like looking forward to each day. And the last thing is something that he's, he's chasing. And in that, he says that he's chasing his hero. When he was 15 years old, someone asked him, who's his hero? And he said, hmm, let me think about it. Ask me that in a couple of weeks from now. So that same person asked him, so who's the hero? And Matthew McConaughey says, my hero is 10 years from now. And okay, 10 years passes. That same person asked him, so did you become your hero? And he said, not even close. And so that person was like, so who's your hero? And Matthew McConaughey says, my hero's me at 35. And so he says that he's never going to meet his, uh, meet his hero because he's always striving to chase that person. And so that's the same thing how I'm kind of viewing this, uh, this question, you know, being the best version of myself. Yes. Mm -hmm. I'm never going to be the best version of myself, but as long as I'm striving each and every day to be that best version, I, in a way, have become the best version of myself. And yeah, that's that's my answer to that. <laughs> was that good? Was that good? Uh -huh. <laughs> <laughs> uh <-huh. laughs> I, 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 you know what? It got my mind through. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, you got the wheels so. turning. Honestly, that's no. Yeah, thank that's you. Good answer. Yeah, I did not. Think, that was a hundred percent. Maybe he's gonna that give was like a hundred percent the margarita answer. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah, it's interesting because, like, yeah, I know when we last talked, you kind of just asked me that question. I I couldn't really give a definite answer. Because, yeah, yeah. So I that's when I really started reflecting. I never really became the best version of myself because I'm always striving to be the best version of myself. It's always changing. So that's why I can't really give that, you know, a, you know concrete, definite answer of that. Yeah. Oh, I love it. Yeah. Perfect, right? Best version. Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> okay. So Derek, so you know. Right, my podcast is called Little Things. The Little Things yes. the end, right? So, um, what's one little thing or like some advice that in your life that amounts to something significant to you? Hmm. You know, when I think, let me think of this question. But while I think about this question, I'm gonna pull a reverse Uno card on you. 
<laughs> I hope you're ready. <laughs> so why is it called the little things with Lindsay Ann? Tell me that while I think about my answer. <laughs> uh. <laughs> um, well, honestly, it really goes back to... So I, I, I've, like, mm-hmm. had a diary for as long as I can remember, right? I've, like, diary to the boys I've, <laughs> to the boys like, you know, all of that before. jazz, right? <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. Thank you. <laughs> Next. <laughs> um, you know, and I would always find, I, I, I've, like, noticed that I've always written about things that kind of were more abstract, you know, and kind of would, like, you kind of take it for granted because it's like just part of life you know but i would take the time to like stop and kind of reflect on the little things that um were there in the moment and um it just kind of like i i feel like i've had a a strong a strong belief that like all these little things make a difference you know and that um I get what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> sometimes we see like the big picture, but like right? but we never really focus on the small details. Yes. The finer things. Yes. Yes. And you know, I, I've come to realize more that I'm going to go mm-hmm. there, that it's it's like the little habits that you do. Yes. Like, you know, the little habits it's that the add up to effect, your you know? success. Yeah. Right. Yeah. The compound. Yeah, like compound interest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um. I don't know. I feel like I've always tried to see things from like a more positive, like grateful way of things. Like, you know, um, if like shit's going down, right? You know, I can always think of one thing, even if it's like a small thing that like makes my day. And for me, that's oh, I got you. you know, because it's like instead of just focusing on like all of like, yeah, okay, like shit's a fan. <laughs> She's a fan. Yeah, she's a fan. You know, but yeah, there's always one thing that you can like look at and be like, oh, you know, like yeah, that that sunset's like really beautiful, or like someone like thought of me today and text, like you know, like mm-hmm. it's the little things that really matter and make a difference in life, you know. And if you just notice it, then okay, yeah, I feel like you, yeah, there's more. You got you like yeah, you're on a higher level of like vibing. And receiving. Yeah, I love that because you know, not every day is gonna be the best day. It's gonna be happy days or days when you have the, the shittiest days. And if you can yeah. find just find that one win in your day, that you know, they could say, "All right, well, all that shit happened, but this was a win, even no matter how small, it was a win." And that's all that matters. You know, that small thing in your life, I guess, just helps. Just helps you get through life sometimes sometimes yep well so yes. now just that being said um the, this one thing that you're like asking me it doesn't have to be like a materialistic thing right like it can be like anything like a name that just popped up in your life here now and then or just like one thing that you see right Okay. Yep. I mean, honestly, the best answer I can give for this, like one little thing that you said amounts to what do you say? Like, something significant. That to one you. thing is probably what I have tatted here. It's oh wait, this is recording. I don't know why I'm showing you on video, <laughs> but it's this. Yeah, it's this. So I have this tattoo on your arm. Uh-huh. Ever forward. 
And, oh, so this is why I have my shirt. But yes, um, <laughs> that was it. Your shirt, I know. Totally <laughs> not planned. Um, <laughs> oh, yes. Oh. And on your hat. I am on. Oh, and my pants is ever. It's a swim short. <laughs> but okay, not not to not to oh, distract. God. I'm not even but, surprised. Yeah, that one little thing is Everford. <laughs> okay, this is probably gonna be a long answer, but this brand probably steered my life in a good direction that I thought it wouldn't. Uh, yeah, uh, let me actually give you uh, a backstory behind this brand because it's just more than just a brand. It's also the the meaning behind it, the community behind it, and also the person who created this brand. So the person who created this brand is someone who I stumbled upon YouTube. He is a uh, fitness social media influencer. His name is Max Tuning. He also happens to be a powerlifter, hence why I got into powerlifting. Um, so yeah, I stumbled upon his page. Honestly, I, I can't remember when, but I would like to say that I either stumbled upon him bef- like during nursing school or right after I dropped out of nursing school. So this is where I feel like finding this band was definitely yeah. uh, like, a, like a blessing in disguise. So, or finding him in general. And just to kind of like explain who he is, like I said, he's a social media fitness influencer, powerlifter. But more about him is that he's actually who I feel like is kind of like me in a way. He's goofy. He's funny. He doesn't take life too seriously. He's a very fun guy. And so I do see a lot of myself in him. But the difference is, he expresses it a lot more. I mean, obviously, he's like, whatever he's recording on um, YouTube, that's what he's going to show. But I actually, like, just fast forward for, for a bit, I actually met him in person, and how he is in his uh, videos is exactly how he is in real life. And so, to, so take that note, mm. right? I see the similarities. Mm-hmm. That's the difference between him and I. Yeah. He expresses it wherever he is. For me, I have always had, I guess, a trouble expressing who I, like, am, in a sense, like, to, like, a lot of people around me. I'm, I really, exp- really, guys, I mean, I, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I stumbled on, I stumbled on my words. I need more, I need more words, yeah. <laughs> words are hard. Yeah, it's kind of struggling, yeah. <laughs> the margarita uh, there. Yeah, yeah I know, I guess throughout my life, I just kind of had, but I've never really been, <laughs> Wow, this question really got me for some reason. I don't know. I guess growing up, I've always felt insecure about myself. There are, like, times where I have trouble, like, expressing who I am. It's only, like, my close friends who I really express my goofiness, my goofy side. And so seeing this one person on YouTube who isn't afraid to just express who he is, no matter how cringy, no matter how... (laughs) annoying how dumb he is <laughs> he expresses that so i was like wow dude you're fucking awesome you're like me but like better <laughs> and you can lift a ton of weight way more than me <laughs> um so yeah you know i think i started i started following this guy started watching his videos like every time like once his he, his videos uploaded right there watch again and so no as more as as more as i watch him the i learned that he actually has a brand called ever forward so i checked out his mm-hmm. band knowing that i love this guy so um, out- and
and if it turns out it's a fitness lifestyle brand, so you know, perfect. I'm into the gym, so I would love some new fitness clothes. So I bought some. Not only were these clothes like sick as heck. Um, that's not the reason. That's what attracted me to <laughs> the brand to buy it, to purchase it. But what made me stay is the meaning behind that brand. And he came out with a video. This was before I even met him, so I kind of looked, went back and see his uh, his archives. Um, the meaning behind it Ford, and so it was actually like a old saying that his dad, who he who he uh, passed away of ALS that he actually said during the times that he was in his army. So Everford was their saying, and that's something that his dad said to his family, to Max, uh, every day, like, when, you know, when life gets tough, Everford. And so that really hit me in a way. Um, that effectively, from that point, I really got attached to not only the aesthetics of the brand, the person behind the brand, but now I'm also attached to the meaning behind the brand. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah so, like, perfect timing. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. So, I guess there was something burning, and my brother and sister came up to me, and, like, my I guess my parents aren't home. I didn't even know that. <laughs> and, yeah, I guess it was just that okay. they left the stove cooking, so I just turned it off. But where did I leave off on? Yeah, no fire. No fire. Okay, so you're talking about every fire fires you... Um, he's kind of just like you, and then you met him, and then you were telling me a story about something that you were thinking about before you had met him. Oh, he was oh talking the, about meaning the, like, the meaning of like Everford. Did I explain the meaning behind Everford? Yeah. How about his dad? I think so. Um, so every day, like when times get tough in their family, his dad would always say Everford, and so that was something that stuck with Max uh, throughout his life, and so he decided to create a brand to. Um, dedicate to his father who passed away from ALS and that was honestly like an just amazing story to hear from him so not only did I I really dug Max I dug the aesthetics of the brand but also dug the meaning behind the brand because when it comes to the meaning of Everford everyone has different like to bring it back to photography and stuff everyone has different interpret interpretations of what Everford means. Everford to different people mean different things. And to me, true. I kind of, to just also bring it back around to, you know, becoming the best version of myself, <laughs> Everford, <laughs> it's just like being the best version of yourself. You're always striving to become the better version of who you were yesterday. You're always moving forward. Because life, life doesn't give a shit. Like, life doesn't stop. No matter how hard life gets, um, life keeps going forward and so you have to keep moving forward along with it and so yeah I really I found my own meaning behind Everford and that stuck with me for a long time to this day and I think honestly I, I, I can't remember I have horrible memories but I feel like Everford <laughs> was one of the few things that helped me get through that that period of my life when I dropped out of nursing school when I didn't know what to do I th yeah I think Everford yeah to the best of my knowledge really helped me get through that that slump and so that's what I really really love about that brand it was something significant to my life not only just the brand but the person behind the brand everything and it was it's something it's something that like 
I guess I'm kind of known for now. Like when I'm going to like my groups, my different friend groups, I've yeah. like, I constantly like promote like Everfor the brand, like as if it's my brand, <laughs> and like everyone around me knows about Everfor. Like you know, PCN, right? <laughs> I think there's just so like when yes. we have these meetings, we have like, um, we have we always have someone in our uh, in board like start off the meeting with like an inspirational message. And so I was in charge mm-hmm. of one of these meetings, and of course, me being me, I somehow related that message to Ever Forward, and and now everyone knows every, the brand Ever Forward. <laughs> I got my friends into Ever Forward. People who aren't even into fitness and stuff, they know if they hear the name Ever Forward, they know what it is. They know who to tie it to, and. Looking back yeah. into how much like I love this brand, it definitely has made a profound impact on my life because this brand also, looking back right now, like in hindsight, is also what got me into like personal developments, becoming the best version of myself. So without this brand, honestly, without this brand, without this person behind this brand, the meaning behind it, I would not be where I am today, you know? like the grand scheme of things because it kind of directed me my life towards where I am now towards lifting photography personal development just overall where my life go is going and how I want it to go it's all due to ever forward and it seems so small because it's just a it's just a fucking clothing brand right that's all there is Say that it again, seems say that like one time. so small because it's just a clothing brand. It's literally just a clothing brand, but you have to peel off <laughs> these layers and that to realize that it's not just a clothing brand. It's something more, and that is the little thing in my life that amounts to something significant. And that's honestly, I didn't realize till you like asked me that question a few weeks back. I started really thinking, what's one thing? Because I'm trying, when you told me like one thing, automatically, I think to like material, very materialistic things. Cause that's, when we think of things, that's what we kind of like gravitate our minds to. Mm-hmm. And I, there was there's literally nothing materialistic in my life that I'd say that amounts to something significant. The closest probably, the closest materialistic thing is probably my camera. Cause that's literally my career. Yeah. But there's nothing that hits my that makes my life more significant or where it's going, the the path that's headed to, more so than this clothing brand ever forward. Yeah, that's honestly that's like shoot. Oh my god, that's literally the best answer <laughs> I can give for that question. Because ever forward is literally I like, yeah. it's, part, it's a part of my identity. I literally have it tattooed in me. <laughs> Yeah. God damn. Yep, that invested. Once invested. you have something tied in you, it's there for life. Yep. That's it. Yeah. Well, and that being said, um, Everford is coming out with a new launch in March. So you should definitely, you and your <laughs> listeners, should take a look. I don't have a discount code because I'm not, you know, affiliated. <laughs> but you should, yes. Yes. Oh, you know, yes. he actually, so the owner, he actually knows, well, he doesn't know that exists, but he knows that. Someone has his 
his brand tattoo because he I I posted a picture of my tat on my Instagram story. I tagged him and he responded. Yeah. I was like, ooh boy, I'm fanboying right now. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. Uh-huh. Eric oh, Ford. Jesus. Mm-hmm. Make that known. Nice. Right. Damn. It's a mm-hmm. good answer. Good answer. Yeah, makes you think, huh? Yeah. Yeah. No, that's, that's deep. And it brought, honestly, it's so weird yeah, how it like, went full circle with about, yeah. everything we talked about. Yeah. It's yeah. great. Yeah. Yeah. I nice. didn't really realize how significant this brand was to me. I mean, I got a tattoo, so I already knew how the significance, but I never really made the connection like with like everything and what I went through in my life till now. So that's crazy. So yeah, this is a well, You're definitely a five You're star Derek. podcast. Let's oh. see, five star. Um, you know, I, it seems like I, I basically give you yes, a free ma'am. therapy session. So uh, oh, be like two hundred dollars. Uh, all I can give is a five star rating. <laughs> <laughs> that's my two hundred. <laughs> uh, well, I guess that'll do. Well, how, okay. Let me. How about you though? Like I, okay. I don't know if we talked about this though, but is there something already like one little thing? In your life specifically, that amounts to significance. See, I feel like mm-hmm. there's so many little things. Yeah. You can like that think of like I can't one, really right? So one thing. Yeah. Yes, and I think that it changes every single day, right? Things yeah. that you notice, and things that you you know um, that you're aware mm-hmm. of. Because every day is different, you know. And there's always a, I I personally think there's always one little thing that you can find in every day that like adds significance. It's like oh, one time. I like mm-hmm. succulents, right? Because I love mm-hmm. I, I love plants. Just but only those plants. Because no <laughs> they don't die. No matter what you do to them, they don't die. It's perfect. And um the way I see them, right, is that they're like they're very drought resistant, local to California, you know, and in a mm-hmm. way they're very resilient, right? They can handle a lot of different types of weather and they change like the color the color of their mm, they're like outer I already see where you're going with their this. leaves and stuff right <laughs> yes right and so it was kind of like you know I saw it as succulents are like people mm, interesting that yeah we're resilient and we adapt and yes. respond to our environment in different ways right and as we go into like this pandemic you know mm-hmm. We're resilient, just like these succulents are, you know. It just made me like, like, yeah, it's like a feel good moment, like, oh, huh. you know. Oh my god, I love that! Wow, I love that how you made that connection. Yeah, that's yeah. really, whew, okay. I didn't expect that that you're gonna say a succulent. I was like, <laughs> how are you gonna connect succulents, you know, to your life? <laughs> Interesting. Okay, love that answer. <laughs> connect everything to my life, Derek. This is my connect, podcast, connect. and then you'll be able next to podcast. It. You're going to see how I connect margaritas to my life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Derek is able to give uh, better answers because yep. he's a little bit intoxicated. That's when I get deep, deep. Hon- yo, honestly, it. Hey, I'm, okay, I'm not going to lie. So the past deep talks that I've had like with my buddies, I've, dr- I've drank margaritas. <laughs> <laughs> so honestly, I don't know. It just like helps, I guess, make me think clearly. Because I have a very overactive mind, so I feel like margaritas look kind of kind of helps in a way, helps kind of yeah it slows me down. It slows you down. So yeah, there, you know, yeah. There's that. 
fitting. fitting. <laughs> well, Derek, I think I think that's um, all the questions. Wow, I know. right? I know. This was, this was a great interview. It definitely... Yeah, you, it didn't, definitely didn't, felt, you didn't stop. I didn't stop. Really? Hmm. Interesting. I thought I did. <laughs> Especially considering <laughs> what I'm drinking. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it felt, it felt very natural. So I'm, I'm glad that I was be able, I'm able to be a part of this podcast. So... It's my first podcast, so this is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're the first one that I've had to do it with, like, video. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, awesome. so this is cool. This is no, thanks cool. for having me. Thank you again for, for coming on. This uh, means a lot, you know? Quite honestly, okay, now here's my, my spiel, right? Because I've listened to you self-deprecate for probably, like, a couple times. Oh, really? This, uh, <laughs> almost an hour and a half podcast. Yes. Right, and I just need you to know, and I need to like verbalize because I'm one of those people who like if I feel something, mm-hmm. I gotta fucking say it, you know. And I think that's off on a tangent, right? I think that there's definitely like the societal thing, this the value of like, oh, you know, just kind of have to shut up about it, you know, like just kind of keep your feelings in, you know. And being raw and vulnerable is kind of like. Mm. You're kind of weird then, you know? And I've been told. You really? Know, like, kind of weird. And the first impressions, I thought you were kind of weird, you know? Because you ask all these, like, different... You ask all these questions, and you're very, like, like straightforward uh-huh. and blunt. And it's almost, like... Like, it's almost, mm. like, too much. Okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> In a way, right? But mm-hmm. it is what it is. This is me, right? So I, I have to tell you, you know watching you dude (laughs) like like seeing your growth and your progress i have to tell you like it's very inspirational you know like it makes a difference i don't know if you hear that enough i I, because i know that guys i don't i've heard that guys don't Mm. really get like the same amount of compliments the way that girls get hyped up (laughs) i'm gonna tell you that Derek. could you go (laughs) um your life makes a difference you know and the way that you capture mm-hmm. the world through your lens, it definitely resonates and it hits deep because watching you post these things mm-hmm. that are so kind of out there, out there, right? Um, it's like it's a moving because you, in a way, you're not scared to be who you are, you know, and like in public, you know, and I, I still have like I'm still on the fence about that because I'm like. It's okay if like people around mm. me know it, but like, yeah, like <laughs> you know, it makes a difference, yeah. But it makes a difference, Derek, and you're you're one well, of the. Thank you so much. Honestly. I honestly, I really, I really appreciate that because what you're saying to me right now is affirming what I am trying to do to be the best version of myself. Like I already told you, is to inspire others to be a best version of themselves. So if you're especially being impacted from the story of my life, my story, then, you know, I'm progressing in the right path with my life. So that's how I know I'm living to my best self because I'm essentially, you know, inspiring you with my own story. And, you know, to to just take what you said about you just said something about like how I was being true to myself, like I show you my true self yeah. to the pub, 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like how you are in your videos and stuff is like, guess what we were just how talking I about. See you and guess who I got that from? No difference. From Max Tuning, the guy who created Ford. The yeah. little thing that it amounts to significance in my life. That's who I got it from. Because if I didn't meet him, I wouldn't have be the way how I act in my videos, whether it be YouTube, Instagram stories, or also my confidence to post my photos on Instagram. Whether how bad I think it is or how awesome it is, I no, I just post it. I just post whatever I like, and I just post my true self. I try not to hide stuff. Like even in like my whole powerlifting like journey. I don't know if like you like remember my stories, but this week I tested my PRs for the bench, squat, and deadlift. The squat mm-hmm. and deadlift, yeah. I, su- I succeeded. But in my bench, I showed my failure. So I showed my fail. So yes. I mean, I'm also not afraid to showing that I'm I fail at things too. And I think that's one of the ways to really be true to ourselves to not only show our best selves, the best version of ourselves, but in order to become the best version of ourselves, you also have to show not the worst version of yourself, but your flaws, your mistakes, and yes. your failures. Because if you can't show those, then how exactly can you be the best version of yourselves if you can't show your own flaws? Yeah. True that. I agree. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> That's deep. Thank you. Yeah, but yeah, I, honestly, I really appreciate what you said about me. Um, I know that just makes affirms that I'm doing what I'm doing in my life. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It makes a difference, Derek. Like it really does, you know. Um, Hello, Lindsay. You know. Wait, Lindsay, can you hear me? That... Yeah. Wait, Hello? Lindsay. Hello. Can you hear me? We cut off for like a bit second because I think our video just ended or <laughs> it failed. So I don't know what you just said for the past three um, seconds. <laughs> I was talking about how like watching you go to like like leaving nursing school. You know, I think mm-hmm. that was um, that was also like like yeah we can yeah 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 that was like the starting point of it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm glad that I can also like <laughs> I guess be. I don't want to like put myself on a pedestal, but like I'm glad that I can inspire others to also, I guess, pursue things in their life. Because you know, I I guess for you and me specifically, like really fun. Uh, <laughs> uh, yes. Oh, about how I left. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I'm glad that I guess my actions, you know, can inspire others to also pursue something in their own lives. Because for you know, for you and me, like nursing school, especially given that we have Filipino families, leaving nursing school is like a big, a big deal. Yes. So, yeah, I'm glad that you can connect with someone who has also went through that same event in their lives, and you now I guess can say that you kind of got inspired in a way. I guess right. It, just, it was it was uh, <laughs> relatable in a sense. I think knowing that. Yeah, you're, not, you're yeah. not like alone out there and like doing shit like that. Yeah, you're not alone exactly. Yeah, because sometimes you know, no matter how like how much we're connected now through social media, I feel like we've become more, more and more people yes. are becoming more lonelier despite how connected. much we're uh-huh. how much more we're connected. So, yeah, that's it's definitely a good thing to 
be, I guess, to relate to someone in that sense. We're more disconnected, like more just like more isolated, you know, even though we're connected on social media. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, despite how much we're connected through social media, we a lot more people have more have more tendency to become more lonelier, which is kind of ironic, but it's a good thing to hear that you can relate to someone like me too, who's gone through the same events in their lives. So that's yeah. a good thing. It's a good, it's a good little thing. You know? <laughs> You're one of my little things in life, Derek. Live. <laughs> the little things. Yeah. I think that's it. I think that's, I, yeah, I think, I think that we call this a wrap. Yeah. That was a, very that was a successful interview. interview. Yeah. That's good. And honestly, I, I didn't know what to expect. I thought I was going to stumble this, but I'm glad that it went well. Um, my first podcast, your first one, I guess, interviewing. Interviewing, someone, uh, right? well, with the video. So, mm, okay. So, and like, yeah, I mean, we don't really know each other that well. So, I'm glad that we're able to be comfortable and talk about life stuff. So, yeah, thank you so much for having me. And telling and you know being able to tell my story, and I hope that I just hope that someone can resonate with my story and can be inspired by it to become a better version of themselves. I love it. Thanks yeah. again, Derek.